It's like the dollar store version of Friday the 13th your mom bought you because she couldn't tell the difference. We watched Harvest of Fear, which means it's time for another Portland at the Movies. In a world, in a time, in a land of eternal beauty, all that stands between a city and a disaster, in a city where anything can happen, if you thought you had seen it all. Look, you guys, this isn't a movie. We're not chasing after Freddy or Jason. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Portland at the Movies. I am one of your hosts, Todd Workoven, and with me as always is Mark Middleton. How are you, Mark? I'm great, Todd. Good. And of course, we have Brian, the Unipiper kid. How are you, Brian? Doing well, Todd. I got to give you a compliment for that soundbite there. That pretty much sums up this whole experience. Yes. And the only the only quote I can find in the whole movie that was worth putting in the opening thing. Um, so, But before we get into 2004's Harvest of Fear pride of Estacada. Um, we're going to do a little bit of, of news catch up uh, about the show and about some things coming up. So Brian, why don't you, why don't you take that? Sure. Um, so this is a very cool story that happened this week. Um, so I want to give a shout out to uh, Miss Amy Wade. Um, she's a local Portland author and she wrote the book. You've probably seen it if you've been in any stores like New Seasons or Music Millennium. It's um, sort of a, a small, uh, has a yellow border and it's called PDX Centric. And it's pretty much the guide to the quirky offbeat locales in and around Portland. And there's a whole chapter of that book dedicated to uh, Portland made movies. Yes. And it's been very helpful for us, too, because totally. uh, we've got a lot of overlap so far with that. She did a lot of research and in, in, um, kind of finding where these movies were filmed and laying out some of the locations. And uh, so it's been a great resource for us. Anyways, um, she contacted me a couple of weeks ago. Um, saying that, uh, hey, you know, I've got this box of movies uh, sitting around from when I was writing the book and doing all this research. If you guys would like to have them, then you're more than welcome to them. And I was like, yeah, that, you know, that sounds really great. And, uh, you know, life gets in the way and a couple weeks go by. And then uh, I was out this uh, past week one day and um, this woman just flags me down. She sees me walking and she's like, hey, it's it's, it's Amy. Uh, I live like a block away. Do you want those movies now? <laughs> <laughs> and you weren't dressed as the Unipiper or anything, were you? Or I, just... I actually did happen oh, to be were? dressed as okay, the well, that That's moment. helpful then. <laughs> I had met her before, so she may have recognized okay, me. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, I have that box. I'm just going to pick it up right here, and yeah. uh, we'll uh, go through some of the highlights. Well, part of what came in the box was a couple posters, and there was uh, you did gift me a Body of Evidence poster uh, with a design I'd never seen before. Uh, so that was part of it, but that was a whole, a whole box of movies there. Yeah, so there's probably... <laughs> 20 movies in this box um, and there's some really good stuff there are two copies of total reality I did see that yes yeah. um, the, the one is that the, way we won't have to fight over it the, one's the pal and one's the NTSC version oh nice um, there's a, a copy of American Beauty I don't think that was filmed in Portland that uh, yeah, might have no, just uh, been a miscellaneous stray uh, but we have now uh, Iron Heart oh wow it's a I'm screener copy a screener copy yeah what very cool um Get this. We have now our very own uh, DVD copy of Unhinged. Ooh, un original uncensored version. Now it's got a comedy narration by, quote unquote, the detractors. And one of the detractors is Mr. David Walker. <laughs> of course. Yeah. David Walker. When are we going to get him on the show? I know. He's busy doing Comic-Con and doing a TED Talk yesterday and writing for Marvel and for DC. So... <laughs> Uh, Portland Other Movies is probably a little low on his list yeah. right now. <laughs> um, but we've got a horror collection, you know, one of those 
multiple oh, yeah. movies Six packed terrifying in there. Movies. And I think Night of the Demon, is that ring a bell? I think that's the one on here that I think oh. is filmed in Portland. Huh. Uh, well, something for next Halloween. Yeah. But yeah, so we're going to have a good time going through this box of that stuff. That is There's, awesome. Yeah, lots of good stuff in here. So Spiral? thank you. Spi- Spiral, yeah. That, yeah. Totally. That one's I wanted to watch that one a while ago, but I couldn't find a copy of it. So uh, that now solved our problem. It. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Thank you, so, Amy. Yes. Thank you, Amy. Todd, why don't you tell us uh, what the other big news item we have is? The other big news item is that on November 9 and 10 will be the second annual Portland Podcast Festival uh, organized by Jason Lamb and Sarah and Greg of Fun Employment Radio. Uh, and that is coming up. We will be doing another live version, uh, mini version of our show we had been debating what to do this year. Last year, we were blessed to find a Chuck Norris movie uh, about a week before we were going to do the show. And this week, this time, we were trying to figure out maybe we make a list of you know great well, Portland locations. Or we should we should back up because okay. if people are listening to this episode after the last episode, they may be confused because we are not viewing the movie that we said we were going to be watching yes, this week. That is also true. <laughs> so, Mark, why don't you tell us what happened? So the movie I picked was called Fade to Black, which is a movie that was filmed in Portland. Yeah. There's also apparently like nine (laughs) other movies called Fade to Black. And so the one that came up when I looked it up was actually intriguing and and it was a horror movie. Yeah. It was a horror movie. There's a, a mime in it. There was a, <laughs> there was a mime, uh, and it looked fantastic and and very on point for a Halloween special. Uh, not filmed in Portland at all. That was entirely <laughs> a Hollywood movie filmed around the streets of Hollywood uh, with Hollywood actors and all starring the Hollywood, Hollywood, <laughs> the Hollywood sign. The, and so um, we had to scrap that because I didn't do my research before uh, picking the movie. <clears throat> and so instead, uh, today we are going to be discussing Harvest of Fear. And at the Portland Podcasting Festival, we will be. Are we going to uh, give that away? Are we giving that away? I think so. I think we should full on lean into it. I don't. Uh, you don't think so? I, I kind of think we should I save think it. A, oh, all I, right. th- I think there's an opportunity for a grand reveal. Okay. Because yeah. it is it is amazing. Now, you guys have not watched it yet? I no. have not okay. watched okay. it yet. Okay. Because okay. I have watched it. Well, we were, full disclosure, we were going to replace this month's movie with that one the one that we'll be doing for the festival. Yeah. And I it's, it's definitely still in the vein of October movies. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And so I started watching it about 10 minutes in. I was like, you yeah, guys. we got, we got this panicked text from Todd. <clears throat> I was like, like, we have made a horrible mistake. We need to be saving this movie for the podcast festival because it is, it is so, it is so great. Live audience. A lot worthy. Of ways. Yes. And uh, so, yes, uh, we will be performing our uh, podcast on November 10, the Saturday at Hawthorne, theater so make sure to go to portland podcast fest i believe is the uh, url and get your tickets because they will go fast last year um i don't know if they sold out but it was it was it was at, full it was yeah, really it was really full capacity. and this year they've expanded to two days right yep, yep yep so on the 9th it'll be at landmark saloon i believe and the 10th will be at hawthorne theater so i think a total of 25 uh wow. different podcasts so yeah it'll be it'll be really cool and a ton of different uh everyone's got such a different show that they're bringing there and uh, it'll be really great. So we have got a fantastic movie for that. So. Last year, I was really overly impressed uh, mm-hmm. by the 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 production quality of the of the show itself. For being the first year, they uh, really put together a great show, and the quality of the podcast and the mm-hmm. and these uh, twenty minute performances were hilarious and interesting and. 
uh, and they were all over the board as they far were, as yeah, as, it, it wasn't just comedy. It wasn't just yep. it, there was uh, religious topics and and yeah. drama, and it was it was sports, really fantastic sports, sports and yeah. technology and all that. So yeah, do check that out. Uh, we would love to see you uh, to see you there. So all of that being said, that's what landed us with 2004's Harvest of Fear, which is, I believe, uh, you found off of our list. The show is only going downhill from this point. (laughs) 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 Well, for a a movie, that, and we'll get into it, I I do have five pages of notes on it. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to unpack. To talk about. Yeah. So, um, yes, 2004, um, this was a quote-unquote horror movie uh, filmed uh, outside of Portland, uh, mostly. There's a cup maybe just one scene maybe which is the one in portland uh oh there was definitely one shot in portland oh okay yeah well let's talk about it like 34th and belmont yeah 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 Um, uh so i saw that in the imdb but i don't know where in the movie in the movie that was oh i've got a screenshot oh okay um Surprise! Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, most of it was shot in Estacada. Estacada, um, Aurora. And there was. That's what first caught my attention. The very first, uh, there's like six or seven just a- establishing shots. A Tommy was so level of establishing. Totally, shots. totally. And it was <laughs> Aurora. It was like, we get it. It's rural, you know, community. Look, yeah. another train. And Agriculture. It was, so the train goes right past the really cool antique store in Aurora, uh-huh, Oregon. Yes. Um, Mark, can you pull some of this up? I can. And so that that was weird because that's a cut just a couple miles from my house. Um, so and Aurora's only got like what? Yeah, uh, people in there? near Aurora is Jervis. Jervis and at, in Jervis is uh, the what? What's it called? This um, uh, last chance saloon. The last chance with their nice saloon. exotic dancing sign right underneath it there. And I didn't know where that was. Is that downtown Estacada? I I don't know. I, See, I don't so. know that I've ever actually been to Estacada. I've been to Estacada a few times. I don't recognize that specifically, but um, I also wasn't looking for that post when I was. So was that's that? Aurora right there. Yeah. Aurora. Aurora. It's funny, but I don't know if they actually did any like acting scenes in Aurora. Or no, it was and just that establishing was yeah. Shots. There was just a sta- so that's the other the other one from uh, from Aurora. Too. I love that the establishing shots are setting up this location that we never see again. Right. Yeah, a totally different place. Um. And but, keep going through these, or oh or? sure, let's just finish finish it up. <laughs> let's do exactly what Todd. <laughs> what I told us not to do <laughs> before the show is to f- load all of the locations. You told us not one. to cross the streams, Todd. <laughs> Here we are. Gas for less. Ah, yes. Who can forget? Who can gas, forget for gas for less? So a lot of shacks. Yeah, that's the other. There's the antique mall, which is a really neat shot. It's kind of shrouded in a little bit of fog, and there's a train coming by. There's well, there's a train stopped. And then, oh, was it? Yeah, it doesn't actually come by. It At least stops they got it to there. Turn the lights on. Yeah. Oh, is that because? Um, is this a still shot in the movie? No, one of the, the many, the... many freeze frames in this oh, movie. Awkward. The vehicles pass right in front of the train in this. Oh, okay. Uh, in this shot. Okay. Oh, that was weird. Uh, right. The the old men from the Muppets. Yes. <laughs> Well, let's let's kind of uh, give a wraparound of yeah. this movie. So I mentioned in the opening, it's kind of like Friday the 13th. The whole conceit is that uh, there's this small town that apparently uh, have has a harvest festival that the college kids love. 
and tw- it's like spring break. It's just like spring break That's at a retirement keeps, house. Everyone keeps saying with like by the fifteen lake. people there. But yeah, there's a lake there, and so um, twenty years ago there was a bunch of uh, teenagers murdered. They put someone away for it, and now it's the 20th anniversary, and kids are being murdered again. So that's the setup of this movie. But are they connected? How how do we know that these are connected? At one point, so this is a tiny town. They, they never specifically say Estacada, but they're like, they keep saying this is a tiny town, and I don't know how many people Estacada has. It's have. the town of Devil's Lake. The town of Devil's Lake, yeah. Should we play? I have. Let's um, make it clear so that people have the context as we're talking about it. This is okay. a terrible town. <laughs> Terrible, <laughs> terrible movie. Like I, I know we say that on this show a lot, but I mean it sincerely this time. Okay, I agree it's a terrible movie. I didn't hate it. No, I didn't hate it either. Okay. But on and a technical level, on I t- acting, I turned on it the second viewing is when I started to hate it. <laughs> well, it's probably because it's only one hour long, and so with what? with an an hour. 26 minutes you mean oh on my, which version did you watch, watch did you watch a much oh. better version that was only an hour long it was like one hour and six minutes I did you watch what? fear of maybe Heart? maybe you, i wait. this is an hour and 26 okay okay on. never mind never mind no no, no. I, I think i know i think i know what's going on um if you google harvest of no, fear I, movie this is not the first movie that comes up because you're probably confusing this with the nova pbs special yes called all harvest of fear which is about i think gen- gmo plants <laughs> yes <laughs> is that what you watch no mark? it's not <laughs> that's another episode of the mark and todd cast this We're was talk about gmos <laughs> uh i did download the copy uh, for uh, for our podcast that we got for movie uh, madness i must have um just misread the, <laughs> you must have just the slider slept through a gigantic portion <laughs> that of also power. might be true well there is some v- there's some voiceover at the very beginning that uh really just explicitly sets everything up so maybe we should kind of listen yes. to that let's here. listen to that this movie plays creepy music all the time except for when someone is actually getting killed and when then it's the, the matrix and then it turns into like house trance Okay, we'll cover that later. I think we stepped on the opening here. Here we go. Devil's Lake. (laughs) A small town not unlike many others. A small town with a past, a present, and a hope for a future. But in some small towns, the past is more present than one may think. For the people who live in these towns, thoughts of greed, envy, and murder are those kept close to one's own heart. (laughs) What? That doesn't mean anything. (laughs) I know. That whole. In Devil's Lake, the secrets of the present may open the wounds of the past. (laughs) So, yeah. I want that man to narrate my life. I know. He was pretty good. But it does, I think, Mark, beforehand, you were making a Waiting for Guffman joke. He does sound like the old, like at the play at the <laughs> right. end of Waiting for Guffman. <laughs> right. Oh, he's, I can see, see you come in here. Yeah. Exactly. I like beans. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or like the jamboree, uh, the the bear jamboree. At, at <laughs> the country bear jamboree. <laughs> <laughs> so we go from that immediately to... Uh, uh, these two teenagers in the woods who uh, 
<laughs> one of the the first of many awkward sex scenes. Yes. Now you know how they're uh, like you'll you'll in Hollywood you hear she was a dancer she's a dancer who can act or she's an actress who can dance. You know, there's that line. This is a girl who was willing to take her top off who can't act. So that's her <laughs> mix of but of talent. She was willing to take her top off she, for a long. Long. There were so many shots of her. So it opens with them. She, he, the, there's some excuse for the guy to go away and get something. He or had other. to pee. And, oh, he had to pee, and so she, of course, takes off her top. Um, and they do what a lot of they do so many times in this movie, which is the fake scare. Like one of the characters will jump out and scare the other one, which is fine before like murder stop. But even after everyone is getting killed, people are still like doing that to each other, and I'm like. And read the room, people. You can't just keep doing that. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. It's, this is during. <laughs> We're not even past it yet. Uh, but she takes off her top and ends up being chased by a masked uh, killer of some sort and just runs around the forest topless for like two minutes. With the steady cam just six inches away for an awkwardly long <laughs> amount of time for an uh, and her poor back because she was very well endowed and she's just flopping around in the breeze so if you think that for every minute of film it probably took what oh, an hour to film it at least she must have been naked in the woods for like and it was cold because part days. of this movie you can see yeah you can oh, see people's breaths it's clearly nighttime you know some movies when they try to do that night for day, night for and day. Just, so, this was like the other extreme where they film at night but there's they they have no additional lighting and you can't see a thing yeah. except her headlights. Her <laughs> so I wanted to give uh, uh, not to, uh, her acting really, really sums up. So hers here and her boyfriend. That's great, babe. You should really start a band or something. Thanks, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, babe. <laughs> anyway so she uh they both end up getting killed in that um then we transition to the 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 our main character billy billy now i billy, billy. who sort of looks like elon musk but <laughs> mark says what? no mark says no oh. but he just smirks his way through this entire movie just with that gross like it, it's like the the guy from that terrible '90s uh, school based uh, the blonde from the one where Screech was on Say uh, by the Bell. Say by the Zach Bell. Morris. It's, it's kind of Zach Morris. Uh, just he's a bro meets Heath Ledger meets, maybe. Yeah, well, I don't know. But he just smirks, smirks, smirks. Did the you whole notice time. the production company's logo at the beginning of the film? It's this JBA Productions, yeah. and their logo is just like this douchey bro-looking <laughs> dude with his hands in his oh, pockets. Oh, yeah, I did notice that. It is just like Bro Dude Productions. Is <laughs> starring Bro Dude. He, yeah. yeah, starring Bro Dude. He there's, is very, there's a lot of Bro Dudes. The cop is the early the and Early 2000s, everybody, all the, all the uh, ladies have the, the plucked eyebrow where it's just the one thin line of eyebrow all the way around that was popular back then so they get killed William the smirker comes to town and he is going to intern at the coroner's office yeah just like his dad just like his dad did 20 years ago um, and this is when they really start like the whole movie is nothing but red herrings 
of like, cause it's basically like we're all getting killed one by one who, you know, who did it and never before have I seen a movie frame, like actually frame, be participant in framing one of the characters in the movie to make we make us think we all did it. And that's the doctor. Cause they're, he's constantly like, I don't think the director ever actually saw another horror movie. He only <laughs> watched episodes of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> and that's his frame of reference for making this film. <laughs> or it's one of those situations where you take somebody who has never seen uh, a movie before and then you describe a slasher film to them and then you're like, okay, go make one. And then two writing credits later, it took two people the story by credit was two people for this movie. Can you imagine brothers. the first draft? <laughs> <laughs> the first draft when the when the first guy wrote it, and and he's like his brother because they like, had the same last name. Dude, I I've got the movie. I check, nailed it. Check this. We out. don't need to change a thing. Uh, the other movie they did see was Psycho because the um, the moment where the smirking intern walks into the coroner's office, there's. A shot of all the taxidermy on the wall and there's a shot from above so you see the taxidermy and you see him through it and like lots of those taxidermy I'm like did he just just watch Psycho or yes, what is happening that's what they had to watch in the film school film that school? he was taking at community college <laughs> that's the day he didn't skip to bro out with like, his they have like oh, a, those Hitchcock guys they say he's pretty good so let's just do that like the mouth shot of the boar yeah and Totally. Like, it was so really? dumb. Uh, and then we see, oh, yeah, we do see um, uh, Hootie McBoob again uh, on the corner's table. Okay, so when you first watch this movie and you see so much boob within the first five minutes, you're, you're like, okay, I know what kind of movie we're in for now. And you think there's going to be boob the rest of the entire movie. But apparently this is the only person they could Not get one. willing to take they the They really front-loaded it, too. So they're <laughs> so like, so well, <laughs> let's get our money's worth out of uh, this girl. So, yes, they bring her back for an encore performance as corpse on the slab, and she can't She's even act that. Because <laughs> so, she is clear. Uh, the camera is, is, there's like a conversation between bro dude and the uh, county coroner, and then the camera just slowly pans towards her boobs on the table. <laughs> They did that when they introduced her when she took off her top initially too in the forest. They slowly panned down, which they were already in frame. And, yeah, but they panned down anyway. It was just waiting for her to be like, "Hey, my eyes are up here." <laughs> hey, movie. But she's laying on the slab and she's clearly breathing. Which you know, she. I'm sure she had to lay there for a long time, and you'd have to do that. But it's like cut around that. There was no reason because they were just shooting coverage of well, the, the conversation. Reason, Todd, was you wanted a, as much boob and camera for as long as possible so but it's an cut around the breathing is what i'm saying wait until she exhales and then cut back to her but she's just breathing up a storm on that slab so they start they it was a cold slab you could tell it was a cold slab much uh. like the cold night um so it sets up the conversation of uh in within the town of is this kids are getting killed is this like 20 years ago is and, there a connection and so, and then we have one of our favorite local actors whose name uh, I didn't write down. Kurt Hansen. Kurt Hansen, who shows up and he looks like a mix between like Craig T. Nelson and Jesse the Body Ventura. Kind of has the, the, the longer uh, yeah. hair. He, he oh, played yeah. the evil land developers in The Goonies. Yes. Which I feel like I oh, right. end up saying that line every time. Because he's in all of our other movies too. <clears throat> um, but he is the retired cop of the town, right? So he was the he's, one in charge 20 years ago. The retired sheriff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
And so he starts asking questions right away, but everybody poo-poos him and tells him and, to and stay so retired. 20 years ago, they had locked up uh, pretty much the town scapegoat that right. they said was responsible for these murders. But then everyone is like, oh, it probably wasn't him. Right. Or... And the scapegoat was the son of the redneck guy that hangs out on his porch with his other kid. Who also happens to be our film's narrator. The old man or the kid? The old man. Okay, so that's who was doing the... The narration. Got well, it. Well, I didn't see it coming here. Because guy. throughout the movie, he also provides the cryptic clues. He is. For no apparent reason. And why but. are they so dirty? <laughs> it's him and his son that all they do is sit on the porch and like, I get it. They're like gross, you know, hill Local people. yokels. Yeah, but they're just constantly filthy and they're not doing anything. They're I just loved the there. son. He was, yeah. You just always give him something to do, and so he's just like whittling away on a stick. Did you see what he was doing in the very last? Yes, that was uh-uh. amazing. So he whittles a stick, and then, then the next scene, he has this like dirty doll, and then he has like a, a oh, comb, yeah, yeah, and he's yeah, yeah. combing the right. doll's like, hair, giving it like a fro, frantically combing the doll's hair. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, there are there are local color and voices yeah. of wisdom, I guess. And then we go back to, um. <clears throat> two other teenagers uh, on like makeout point or whatever uh, in their car. Yeah, for another awkward sex scene. It's kind of like you know you're at a party and uh, the, you're sitting on a couch, and then the two people sitting on the couch right beside you just start making out. That couple was in this movie because <laughs> later at the party scene, I wrote makeout couple is so gross because everybody else is talking and they're just in the uh, middle uh, of the party uh, uh, and they're you just yeah. kind of feel dirty like oh. you're like I'm uncomfortable <laughs> this is making me uncomfortable and then they kept I think usually maybe the, when there's a love scene in a movie they will dub the sounds but these were like gross mouth <laughs> noises yeah I hate those noises they're so <laughs> awful but uh so they start making out in their car and we see the killer again and I was really confused as to what happen next so the there there's a glass bottle that fell out that they were drinking out of and the the killer picks up the glass bottle then we see the passenger side uh the the girl gets gets pulled out of the window not all the way not all the way just enough to to her neck slash her neck okay that's fine i was i was tracking that we can agree there and then the boyfriend tries to get his keys so that he can get out of there and uh he gets stabbed with the glass okay so that's what the movie implies but here's what really happens in the movie so (laughs) how do you know this how do i know because i watched it again and i was like what is happening in this scene because it didn't make any sense so yeah the girl gets pulled out by her hair kind of up to her neck out the window and it looks like she gets her like everyone else in this movie gets her throat cut then it just shows hair draped against a car door that's yes. like, her okay, so that's out. her. Yep. Yeah, but we only see hair. Yeah, right. Long hair. It bloody cuts hair. back to the guy to yeah, bloody hair trying to. I don't know why he took his keys out of his car. They were not going anywhere, so he's trying to. He's fumbling with his keys. It cuts back to the passenger seat, and she's not there. The girl is not there anymore. Nor is her body. The front oh. car seat is empty. Hmm. Cuts back to the guy with the keys. Then cuts back to the shot of just the bloody hair against the car door. And then it cut, uh, the driver gets his throat cut and it shows a freeze frame 
of his head up against the steering wheel. I love the freeze frames in this movie. It is terrible because you can tell it's not a still shot. It is a freeze, a video freeze frame. And they do that (laughs) at least six different times throughout this movie. And the end, it just abruptly ends with a freeze frame of like them going through a yellow light, which I thought was strange. So weird. So... Um, I have one and then so and then uh, so that scene ends and then the next day whatever when the police are finding it they show a shot of the girl in the backseat of the car that's yeah so that's where I was going with this so they were making out in the backseat oh she gets pulled out her head gets pulled out of the the whatever side of the backseat slash uh, on the other side of the car, the guy gets out, gets into the driver's seat, and fumbles, fumbles with the keys. Tries to get away, gets killed. Are you actually trying to make sense of this movie? <laughs> like, we're... I'm sorry. Are you defending this movie? Clippy just came up. Were you trying to defend <laughs> Harvest of Fear? I can help with. Do that. you need help? I can't help. <laughs> Clippy just quit. <laughs> anyway, it, yeah, it was very, it was, it was so poorly executed that whole scene, as to M- and murder, like I don't murder under, is confusing. Well, I, I just couldn't figure out. They must not have had that girl for coverage day because it was just right. so weird to just see bloody hair attached to nothing, and yeah, it like it didn't. It wasn't her. It, it, was, yeah, it was. It was. Just it was really bizarre. Let's talk about some other weird choices in this movie. Okay, so. It, we cut to the next scene uh, where people are getting killed and it, it's help me out. What What is going on? We have several group of teenagers. We have one group that has like a rental house. I think they're all staying in the same house. They're staying yeah. in a rental house, but it looks like a, a building that has hallways, kind of like a dorm. Oh, you mean like a retirement center where they clearly shot the, I don't think that was supposed to be the same place. Okay. I, I felt like they, Rented a, a little house, and then you go to the harvest party because this town is famous oh. for their harvest party. So we're to assume the harvest party is taking place at the retirement at the retirement center. center with sad teal carpet and a couple corn stalks taped up. Because what else do college students love for their <laughs> their break is to hang out in a retirement center in a really small town. That looked like a really depressing party. It was so sad, <laughs> really so sad. And the hallway was like the least threatening hallway because they cut to the longest hallway in the world. And it right. has like the, the rails on the side for, you know, people that might have trouble walking and stuff <laughs> like that. And, uh, <coughs> so, but yeah, a whole group of kids show up because it's their weekend. And that's what the town is bracing for is all of these. They treat it like Mardi Gras, except we see six kids show up. And then in, okay, so uh, one of the kids who's dressed up at the Halloween party or the harvest party as a doctor he gets killed in the hallway, and they show his dead body. And the camera pans up to, to th- the men's, the men's room, room sign, sign for like a second. Because wait, oh come on, Mark, are you defending? <laughs> yeah. Mark, are you a producer do of you, Harvest of Fear? Do you remember why he was in the hallway? Well, he went. He he was, was he going to the bathroom. He was looking for the men's room, right, to go throw up or something like that. But so, are we? Is the movie to imply that if he had only made it inside the door, he wouldn't have been murdered? No, he finally found it in death. In death, <laughs> like that's was that's that a joke? Where, no, no, like no. in the movie where they no, try. I I think it was 
Like, you know, wah, wah. Ironic. The yeah, movie was winking like, at us. Right, because wow. he went down the hallway to look for the bathroom, and right. he asked the guy in the in, in the, the mask. mask. The movie and, was winking at us, not with us. Hey, it's where's, very where's the men's breaking. room? And, uh, wow. and then he started charging at him. And uh, so he runs, gets stabbed, dies at the foot of the men's the room men's that he room. was looking for in the I first did, place. I did not get that, that Well, that, that is he was, deep, Mark. <laughs> uh, it's really a Wizard of Oz tale there, you know. <laughs> The There's the ruby no slippers place. the ruby slippers were always on your. There's no place like the men's room. Uh, but yeah, so that's what I I and I. The resulting harvest festival, w- was so dumb, and the whole setup of the movie is, college kids come here for this party. Right. And they're all drinking out of like. There's like twenty people there, maybe. <laughs> maybe. It kind of feels like a parody of a movie. It really did. It's like the 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 old people were like, "Bingo's at seven. Wrap it up." <laughs> <laughs> Who are these kids? <sighs> but yeah, I I got the uh, the impression that they were just staying in that house, which is weird because it seemed like that house was in a neighborhood. But also, every time when the kids stepped outside, they were in the middle of the forest. So. I couldn't quite figure out the geography of what was happening in this town. So what do you think was the motivation for the killings? With spoilers? Yeah, let's just go full okay. on spoilers. Let's not that anyone cares. I know. Well, yeah, everyone gets knocked off one by one. Uh the movie makes it look what, what, Mark, you seem to understand this movie. <laughs> okay. So of all Five of, stars. of all of the of all of the murders, there's the only one that doesn't happen during sex is the doctor dressed up guy in the hallway. That's right. not true. The old redneck also gets killed towards the end. Oh. Old redneck. Oh, and which the, breaks and, the combo because this is all his son. and his son because like the whole setup was all these teenagers are getting killed and then the old guy gets killed and his son. Oh yeah. So yeah. most of them, yeah, most of them are I, right when I the, was thinking like uh, you know a guy with you know. A small penis or something. Right, like right, right. Something. Well, and, and that's like, the setup for most of the horror movies: is that the virgins stay alive, the whores <clears throat> who have sex are the ones right. that get killed. But this movie forgets that it was doing that, and it just like starts right. killing everyone. So, so ultimately, I think it's just there's a serial killer, and it's genetic. <laughs> <laughs> Be- so we are led to believe that the killer is the current Doc town. Carpenter coroner um who worked with the dad of smirky mcbro yeah and the billy. intern billy the intern and and billy his theory that he tells to the audience is that he's the doctor or the coroner is making these killings so that he has more work and he can put more bodies on his resume and then he can get a better job is, <laughs> we, is that right it is and <laughs> is it yeah he goes because his rival back in the day was Billy's dad. Right. Billy's dad got a good job out out in another town, and Doc Carpenter was left there in Little Town without being able to get the big job because he didn't have enough experience. Okay. I just would disagree 
How can, that's what the movie says. How, well, the, but the, what the movie told the us. movie also s- doesn't mention anything about because I was like, oh, maybe it is the numbers thing. You know, we we'll get to look at so many bodies. I'll be rich. I'll <laughs> I'll be the choice coroner, right. or whatever. But then, what does this have to do with twenty years ago at the Harvest Festival? Do they have a Harvest Festival every year? Do does it matter how many people you're doing autopsies on? So I'll play the very end after it's revealed that Billy, that bro Billy is the killer the whole time. He's talking with his father who may as well be Emperor Palpatine with his voice. They played at the beginning too. I'm like, oh, this is the bad guy. Because he's like, join me. Do you Together think- we can rule the coroner's office. Do you think that was Kurt Hansen's voice on the phone? Because it sounded like a different actor almost. I don't know. So we'll, uh, let's listen to this part here. So the bro is t- calls his dad after, after he frames the doctor. I didn't leave anything behind. I did everything right down to the last detail. Everything else just seemed to fall into place. Oh, you should have seen the meet him up, Dad. They thought they were solving this thing, and I just led them right along. Just like I did it 20 years ago. Sounds like you're finally ready to work alongside me. Like father. Like son. And he's looking at the knife he used and all the killings, and this is in the trailer. Did you guys watch the trailer? The end of the trailer, no. he is holding the knife and says, like father, like son. <laughs> like, <laughs> Spoilers. I guess. But none of that implies they're doing it to get ahead. This implies like, oh, good. Every 20 years, we'll be serial killers together. Right. And. yeah, There's no motivation for the, like. It the, really the, falls apart because we also learn that um so billy moves to town falls in love with the girl who helps out the coroner's office stacy uh stacy's ex-boyfriend is the local cop and there's some tension there because they broke up so stacy and billy start dating or hanging out or whatever um it turns out that stacy's brother used to date the uh local cop's sister Right. Yeah. And they both went up to make out Hill and got murdered. And the local cop was the last one to see him. So there's all this mystery. Was that 20 years ago? Was that a separate case of serial killers coming to this small town? That never went anywhere. And it, it may have just been a red herring. It may, they may have wanted you to think that it was a serial killer. Um, And that was also setting up uh, the red herring of that police officer. Um, but I think it probably in reality was just uh, an accident and they died by getting drunk and falling off a cliff. Falling off a cliff. So this movie is so dumb. There, the, I truly think there is no motivation for the actual killer, though. For Billy and his father, why yeah, are they, they never, killing? They never reveal. I think they're killing just for the sheer of killing, which is not enough for a movie to stand on. <laughs> well, especially since, okay, so this is a low budget horror movie. You come to see some really great kills. You know, the story doesn't like, who cares about the story? Who cares what Michael Myers motivation? Like, you know, whatever. We just want to see stock people. Every single person in this movie gets killed by having their throat slit. That's yeah. It, well, a couple get stabbed sort yep. of, but the rest of them all die exactly the same way. 
and they all have like the the blood on the knife and then it's it's almost like a, they're drawing the blood like a marker yeah, on their throats against the neck because that's the only little prosthetic they could afford was the little throat the and well they did go to and that's the other thing too all the teenagers in this movie um there's a whole scene where and this is a little bit later so I'll get to that later but um all of these murders are being discussed in this small town. Now, at one point at the crazy city hall meeting press conference where they there's like six teenagers and like two right. adults that show up to the city. Oh, yeah, meeting. and we see the mayor there. He says nine people have been killed. Now, if nine people in Portland have been offed by a serial killer, like the everything <laughs> would shut down. The FBI would. This is a small town who now twice has experienced like, like one third of the town has been killed. I mean, I, w- I lived in Southern California when the night stalker, Richard Ramirez was around and yep. I was terrified living in Southern California, not like down the street in and Estacada. It, at that point in the movie, all nine were, I think, you know, teenagers, college students. And that's like a generation killed while they, while they were humping outside <laughs> and they kept doing that. That's what I was going to say. Every, so the new college students that come up had this whole discussion that I'll play later about, should we stay? All these people are dying. And they're like, well, I guess we could stay together. Oh, well, we and already paid for the cabin. We already paid for the cabin, <laughs> which is a great excuse for staying where serial killers are killing teenagers. I'm sure the cops will look. They're on there. They're looking right they're now. They're looking right now. But then they all immediately wander into the woods and then separate every single one of them. One of them goes I'll to keep get you safe. I'll keep you safe. Wait right here. I'll be back I in a little bit. I forgot my lighter at the barbecue. Now, the way that this movie treats kind of sex, drugs, and rock and roll, did it feel kind of like a oddly conservative to you? Like when they had that discussion about like getting high and then every the people who are drinking and having sex, it, it, just kind of the message there. It was well, and two two of the people at the at the college party said no to pot, which I was like, oh, well, okay, I guess <laughs> not very realistic. But I was like, okay, they didn't treat them like pariahs, so just say no if you want. <laughs> and the the girl that does smoke weed and then gets killed, part of the the moment was her confusion and, right. and everything's blurry and ah. right. Uh, yeah, and they do when they when the one couple goes, they're at a that are at a they're at a house party. They're not at the harvest festival. They're just at somebody a little house party that they're having. All the college kids, um, they go to get more beer, which apparently they keep three houses down because they're like, <laughs> let's walk out to this barn in the middle of nowhere to get the beer for the party. And they uh, both go for a literal roll in the hay. I did like that all of the beer in this movie was uh, McTarnahan's. I saw that, yeah. Yeah, which is uh, Portland Brewing. And they also, in the credits, thanked uh, Buffalo Gap. Have you guys ever been to Buffalo Gap? Yep. Oh, yeah. The the into, They do one scene where they're at like a bar restaurant oh, or yeah. something like that. Was that the Buffalo Gap? But I've never been there. All I know is our friend Sean's dad huh. started that. So, um, but they did thank them. Maybe they for them. Or I was thinking of the Buffalo Exchange. Buffalo Exchange. <laughs> I was like, oh, that must be where they got their costumes. <laughs> uh, no, the Buffalo anyway, Gap. That's uh, so on maybe Mick they... Adam, right? Oh, that that's exactly the Buffalo Gap. Which one? Oh, oh yeah, that's totally the Buffalo Gap. Okay. Yep, oh, cool. Yep, yep. Oh, neat. Well, so Sean, we now have two locations <clears throat> in Portland. In this there movie. we go. I did wonder because I've never been inside. This is where he Smirk is on a date with Stacy. And asks what happened 20 years ago. And she's telling the story, like this horrifying story about all these people in her hometown getting killed. And he is just smirking his way through listening to that. Like it's the. That scene really bothered me because it, um, 
he was like, this is what happened 20 years ago. And then it kind of uh, blurs and fades to the next scene, insinuating this is a flashback. And this is like what happened 20 years ago. But it cuts to, uh, I think, the house party yeah. where they're having the same conversation. And they're like, don't you know what happened 20 years ago? And then the same thing happens. It kind of fades out. And then it goes to the sheriff's station where now three people in a row are having the same conversation. And each time you think it's going to be a flashback and we're going to actually find out what happened 20 years ago. But they just keep cutting to somebody else telling the same story. I did think that was a bold choice for it was not only to have three fading in between three different people telling the backstory, which I suppose could work in a way, but the guy, the one of the, the kids at the party who's telling is the worst actor of all time. <laughs> I'm like, this is the part of the movie you kind of want to nail the tone of, of this one, but they... Can I talk about the other editing yeah, 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 choice yeah. that really bothered me is, is when the uh, sheriff was using the radio? Yes, and the, <laughs> the cuts between the... Uh, so, yeah, each time he triggered the radio, you know, the, the right. classic, like, and, well, and they would cut the video. It, to, it was like a hard cut to a white screen. Well, yeah, it was like, it was like a flash. flash of white. And so, which usually gives an impression of like, you've been doing this a long time. Like this was a compressed yeah. two like hours. A, like a mini montage. Right. But clearly, like, there was no cut in the film because the guy just was like, are you there? Are you there? And, they just you there? <laughs> and each time that sound effect, you get just a, a white flash for, for really no reason. Uh, so this is uh, after a, the couple that went to the barn to go have their roll in the hay, which they're like, oh, let's roll. Like, people are already getting killed right here. And their idea of, like, a sexy time in the barn is to role play being serial killer and victim. Which oh, I guess right. another bold, but then they don't. They just start making out. Like there was no. But then they all go back. I think they transition to cowboy role play. Ugh, all I can think of is how pokey that hay really. Have you ever sat on a bale of hay like yes. against bare skin? It's terrible. terrible. Uh, but all the kids are discussing whether or not to uh, to stay at the house here. Hey Joey. So what's up, Joey? Did the cops say anything? They don't have a clue. I still think it's a suicide. Shit, suicide, Joey? The guy had a fucking pitchfork through his chest. I don't want to stay. Okay, everyone relax. Big costume bash at the lodges tonight. I think we should go. We'll get our minds off this thing. What the hell's wrong with you people? People are dead. Our friends are dead. Look, the cops will keep an eye on us and this house. It sounds like a high school play. That's enough out of you. They were here last night. Well, what good did that do? That silver guy was in the bedroom with Cindy all night long, and that other cop just disappeared. Well, now they'll have their eyes open a little wider. Let's just stay together. A bunch of people from There's the There's a lawnmower right in the background. <laughs> there is. <laughs> well, that means we are now... Oh, and then it left because they cut to a different shot. Isn't that supposed to be background? at night? So no, no, this oh. is in this is during the day. Oh, okay. But yeah, they had this discussion. Well, we already paid for the place. Even though our friends are getting murdered, we'll just stay here and continue to wander into the forest alone. Uh, Oops. The other thing that I thought was so dumb was, okay, we're in the small town again. Clearly, a lot of people are getting killed. The sheriffs here are so nonplussed, which I know, I guess, is the wrong. You're supposed to say plussed or whatever. Now I always have that in my head. <laughs> they are so unbothered by right. what's happening. They're like, oh, non after they bothered and non bothered when they find the guy in the barn that got a, stuck <clears throat> with a pitchfork. They're like, oh, he got forked up. I'm mm -hmm. like this. 
like even the most hardened New York cop in the wave of like serial killers aren't making like glib one liners. You guys are small town cops. Everyone you know is getting murdered and you're just yucking up a storm. Speaking of one liners, did anyone notice in one of the love scenes where the, uh, the girl says something about like better get you, put your raincoat on yes. and then yeah. he says can we just use the luck method oh, <laughs> did he say I that I didn't hear that I didn't hear that part I, I did never hear heard someone part. say the luck the method. luck method yeah here's my they pan up to the men's restroom sign right after I wrote you can't have a scary scene in a retirement center hallway <laughs> which with, is inexplicably foggy and, right and with the matrix soundtrack yeah oh I wanted to find because I did to its credit I did think the music, like the score of this movie, was pretty decent. They, except they, for the moments. Except for those moments, which they dropped about halfway through because I noticed that they stopped doing it. But I'm going to get through. Uh, here's the poor naked lady running. But um, they cut to this music behind it. Oh, maybe this is where they did a decent one. Is this at the beginning? This is at the beginning. I thought that was one where they... I thought so too. Oh, her poor back. <laughs> That's where he tries to kill her with a guitar for some reason. Right? Well, oh, yeah, he had he, a knife. He, he, then he consistently he, would use objects just laying around to try and kill string. people. And they, well, and they use that pitchfork, which I guess that's kind of interesting, but they wander into this barn where you can use all sorts of really cool, like old farm tools or equipment or something. And he just strangles her with an extension cord. Like that was our big, exciting kill. It was so dumb. Um, so what'd you, what'd you think of this movie? Yeah. <laughs> I've got one comment about the overall quality of the actual DVD. Oh, yeah. Um, so we, we did get this movie from Movie Madness. Um, it's not available to stream anywhere. Um, you can still buy it from Amazon if you want. Uh, but the DVD itself uh, it was really interesting. Printed, it had you know the title of the movie and like the poster printed on the cover of the DVD. But then it also uh, had a street date printed on the actual disc. Oh, really? Yeah. And it said like street date, something, and then mm-hmm. wide release. And it was like a week so later. So then that's a screener copy that they send to, because I'll find VHS boxes like that. You'll, uh, instead of the normal picture on the back, it's like, we made this much money and here's the promotion that we're doing and your store will be the hit of the neighborhood or yeah. whatever. Oh, that's funny. So, and then another interesting thing about this DVD, it was so poor quality, the mastering, <laughs> I guess, that it uh, it was widescreen, but it was a kind of widescreen where um, the, the black bars were actually put into the image. Just added to... So... You know, if you watch yeah. it on a widescreen TV, you now have black bars <laughs> all the way around the image on all four sides. On all four sides. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm going to see uh, if this kill has that music. I read on IMDb that someone left. Oh, that was funny. On IMDb, the plot summary is written by the uh, director. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you just tell or that's like... No, it said his name. Oh. It was like, plot summary by Ted Pfeiffer. <laughs> He didn't need his brother for that for that one. They <laughs> yeah. didn't need to combo. But not the director. I guess he was the writer. But <clears throat> all right. So here's him in the hallway here. Oh yeah. For the least exciting chase down a retirement center hallway. 
Yeah, so it goes from like traditional horror movie music. Yeah, to, like the yeah the earlier scene. Which and then is like, oh, that's for most of the kills, they cut over to that music. It's so weird, but I did like the rest. Uh, the rest of the music, which I think was written just for this movie. Um, you know what was driving me crazy? You know when they they went to the cafe a couple times, which maybe was uh, Buffalo uh, Buffalo, Buffalo Gap. Gap. Well, now I'll have to ask our friend Sean, but they had the same. Uh, the same dishes as I did growing up that oh, had the, the yellow trim, the on yellow the white trim with like the butterfly, or whatever the, all the way around the edge. So I don't think that that was at the cafe in town. That was the cafe in town, which wasn't the Buffalo. Okay. Cap. So what they also did at this cafe in town, um, after I forget which murders, the cops are getting together again and talking over the case. They are in a double booth. So not a booth against the wall. Right. There's two booths. And there were people on the inside, yeah. yeah, in between them and the wall that were from that were not part of the group. They were I don't just think they there. Were against the wall. They were against the wall. No. Yes. Ooh. I'll, no. <laughs> I, Todd's wrong. I no. think. Oh. Todd's totally wrong on this one. It, it was, I was so bothered by that. Here they are. Hold on. I'm I mean, just skip past it. It was a booth. It was like a center aisle booth. And then most of the time you would have yeah. a dividing wall between yep. the people eating. But in this particular restaurant, there was just no dividing wall. So you were just no, sitting. Okay. You're there. both. You're both wrong. That's okay. Todd's wrong. No. Look, so they're sitting at two booths next to each yes. other. There is a wall that's, on the one side. It's not a wall. That's, that's a walkway. That is, well, that's it's a, like a lattice. It's yeah. like a bamboo wall up, pushed up against but those seats. And then there's no, two. No, it's not pushed up against the seats. There's room for them to walk outside. They could get out of their booth if they wanted I, to. All right. I'm going to find the other <laughs> angle. It was driving me crazy. <laughs> all right. So... Here's another gem from IMDb. <laughs> if you look at the reviews for this movie, they're all like one, two stars, what you would expect, except for this one review. And, and this one feels like a plant. And this is another reason why I, it just kind of feels oddly conservative. Just there's this one line. Listen to this. I really liked the Bowie knife wielding hillbilly. Where did they ever get someone like that to play this part? LOL. This movie was a lot of fun <laughs> to watch. Slam. Very entertaining. I sure appreciated the low amount of foul language you see so much of in today's what? movies. Weird. But that was the, the director's boobs. mom. <laughs> The ex- two-minute extended <laughs> boob sequence. And then the next sentence, it goes on, maybe because the setting was a small town and people just speak more respectful in those places. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> no. That's weird. So you don't they think really... that wall is up against the... No. No. I don't know. Further further investigation will be had. Let's let's go to estimate. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> I'm just going to stop this podcast now. <laughs> you know, we're the, going to the <laughs> this uh, this review is just like a Trump tweet. Just let's just unpack all of the the falsehoods. <laughs> Listen, wonderful surprise ending. Great cast all around. Really nailed the editing for surprising effects. Some of the scenes were similar to other slasher movies, yet there was more of a surprising acting from this group of talent. This movie tells a story just the right way. Good luck to all the talent involved. Sad. (laughs) (laughs) Wrong. Wrong. There was another directing uh, thing that he kept doing, and that was people delivering their lines straight into camera. At one point, we have Stacy and her ex-cop boyfriend, ex-boyfriend cops, and they're having an argument and they're both shouting directly into the camera. Yeah, and it's like the point of view from the it's other person. It's their point of view. Yeah. Now, I'd usually use like a point of view thing like that to establish something or to get you in the mind of that character. But they're right. just going back and forth. And it was so 
awkward jarring, two yeah. close-ups it, it of people weird. staring it, into it the like camera. It was like a first-person shot, reverse shot. Oh, it was awful. The other thing, oh my gosh. So as all the murders are ramping <laughs> I really hated this movie. <laughs> As the murders are ramping up, more and more people are getting killed. There, we get a fake out where someone's, uh, one of the teenagers is, or college students is in bed. She has a scary dream and wakes up and goes to splash cold water on her face and gets back into bed. And surprise, the killer was in bed with her the whole time somehow. Um, the next day, the cops come in to view it, uh, to view the bodies. The cop walks into the room, sees the body, and we see him with flashbacks superimposed over him him being the killer no just scenes of the other crimes that he was not there for he is having a flashback to something he was not involved in this is the only time we're getting flashbacks and through a character that i don't remember that i do (laughs) it was right after they all left that cafe booth no it wasn't (laughs) i'll find it here because it was it didn't make any sense to have flashbacks that we'd never had before through a character that wasn't there wasn't there either are you talking talking about the sheriff's deputy yeah hold on i'll find it so he walks over to look at the bodies in the bedroom he's in the doorway so it's the sheriff yeah oh To all of the other killings. My last day, sheriff. To the ones in the forest that no one was around for. He w- it, maybe he watched the movie. <laughs> he had been watching dailies. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys have uh, not. Do you have anything else before we wrap this up, Todd? Oh. Because. <laughs> So like, I'm not I'm even on page. I'm, I'm, I'm on page I'm, five or six, and this is like usually I'll I'll just keep comments that kind of just a through line of the story, and then I'll star things on the side that I really want to talk about. And everything is getting to the point where everything is just double stars and questions. There, that, that's what I was having the problem with a double booth against the wall, uh, the flashbacks, the smirk. So um, at one point, the smirky kid gets uh, taken into the cops' office to Billy. be questioned. Billy gets questioned by the ex uh, boyfriend. Because they're trying to uh, trying to figure out if he did it during the uh, during the talk, the sheriff gets a phone call and says, "Oh, Billy, you're free to go." That was the sheriff saying what? Saying let him go. We don't have enough. We don't have anything on him. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, Yeah. like they didn't discover another body, or they didn't. No, (laughs) that's all. (laughs) That's it, Todd. I, I guess. Anyway, well then, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> then they kill the old man. I don't. Well, maybe I'll just be. No, there's one more thing. <laughs> okay, <laughs> one sorry. more thing. Uh, Get the, it out now because we're never. I, talking we're never about talking this about again. this movie again. Um, the <clears throat> sheriff uh, of the town keeps getting calls from someone. I wasn't clear. Maybe the 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 retired sheriff, and they keep asking each other, "Who was the 25th president of the United States?" Oh no, that what was, was the old guy. A phone call, yeah, with cryptic that old. That happened man. like three or four times. No, it only happened once. <laughs> but they, I swear, it happened twice because it felt like they set it up once, and then at the end they were trying to pay something off. They had at least two phone calls, but they only mentioned McKinley once. But then later, um, the sheriff asked somebody else hey who was the 25th, 25th president, president of the united states 
for, and then he said William McKinley. And but why I, is I, this happening? I didn't understand. The only thing I could think of is like will Billy. You know, maybe the name William and Billy. Billy was the actual killer. Isn't that the character's name, William McKinley? Oh, I don't know what his last name was. Oh, was it? Uh, let's consult IMDb. <laughs> I don't think this movie worked hard enough to give them last names. Yeah, let's it, be honest. But uh, yeah, then at the end, it was just a bunch of oh, Billy McKinley. Oh, so the old uh, man knew the whole time and just didn't tell didn't the police. Tell, yeah, and he ended up getting killed. Why would he not? Be- he has no motivation to. Uh, that's he what this movie does, his, though. Is like sets his, people up. Literally, his son is incarcerated, <laughs> and with the knowledge he has currently, could free his own could son. free his own son, and he doesn't. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then he gets killed. I hate you, movie. <laughs> Did you hate it? I hated it the most when I sat through it, and then they had that little piece at the end where he has a conversation with his dad on the phone for their quote unquote motivation, and then smirking Billy picks up Stacy in a car, looks directly into the camera, smirks, and then like goes about getting into the car, like make breaks fourth wall to smirk at us once again. And then, like, continues on. Because I got away with it. It just it felt punitive at that point. (laughs) I I got away with it. So I'm going back right Uh, now, and I'm seeing if this is true. I'm looking at all the movies we've watched so far, and I'm seeing if if I truly hate this movie the most. (laughs) And oh, Mark's already on record for loving this movie more than any right any other movie we've ever watched. No, no, not any other movie (laughs) we've ever watched. This is your favorite movie. You were saying my favorite movie. It's almost at the bottom. Uh, I I would say. Uh, breaking in is worse i would say all of the halloween town sequels are worse <laughs> maybe extraordinary measures extraordinary measures is really at the bottom of my list this and, one wasn't and i love brendan Fraser. if you're a fan of bad movies there are definitely some stuff to chuckle at and i didn't like the first the first viewing was okay it was <laughs> an okay i mean it bore it was boring since all the kills were boring but it was the second time around that i really hated it but i think if you guys if people are just wanting yeah, to watch just, a stupid just fun watch horror movie once. together just <laughs> Just watch it once. With the- now there's an idea. And make sure your eyes are shut. <laughs> I wish I could find an example of one of the songs that played because um, the songs oh, yeah. at the end of this are credited to, I think. Was the- it Goodman or Pfeiffer they were credited to? Um, let me see here. I'm going to turn my volume off. It's either the writer or the director. Or <clears throat> yeah, he had three songs written by Brad Goodman. So that's the director. And performed by the Goodman brothers. Yeah. So. Oh, interesting. So yeah. we have the Pfeiffer brothers, and now we have the Goodman brothers. Which, I, maybe it was for a different movie I was looking at, but I thought maybe one of those was a pseudonym. But um, maybe I'm wrong. I well, thought maybe Brad Goodman was a pseudonym for... You guys haven't mentioned it yet, so I'm assuming that means uh, you did not discover this fact like I did. There is a big twist to this whole discussion. <laughs> okay. There is a sequel to this movie. Oh, no. I did no. see that now that you mentioned that. It is called Path of Evil. And there it, might even uh, be like an unofficial third one because oh the, really? the when I was looking at the director's uh IMDB page, it looked like there was three of them that looked similar. And I don't know if there's just the to package them together or not, but Well, the Path of Evil is definitely a sequel. It's got the same cast playing the same characters. Wow. So I guess we can save that for next Halloween. <laughs> Something yes. to look forward to all year. I wonder if it's filmed in Portland. Uh, it, it 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 did say Portland. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was filmed in Portland. Is that on our list? It is on it our. It will happened. Be now. It was on our list, but I don't think any of us knew that it was a sequel uh, to this right. movie. Right. Oh, okay. 
But obviously, if they good made thing it, we didn't watch that one first, we would have been lost. <laughs> that's a good point. Or maybe it's a prequel. Maybe it's a story Could of what happened twenty the years ago. Story. <laughs> Uh, so a couple things in the credits here. Um, it thanks the uh, city of Lake Oswego too. I think maybe some of the lake shots were just Lake Oswego. Oh, that yeah. must have been Lake Oswego. Um, Tryon State Park. Uh, the residents of Whispering Pines Retirement Village. Did you read yes. the trivia on IMDb? I didn't. Uh, it said that there was a snowstorm during the filming of the movie, and the crew, instead of staying in Portland and making the commute, the retirement center volunteered to let them stay at the retirement center. Oh, wow. And every one of the retirement center referred to everyone as the Hollywoods. <laughs> the Hollywoods. The Hollywoods. Oh, that's so great. And that, yes. I think that trivia was left by the director. <laughs> uh, they do thank McTarnahan Beer and Buffalo Gap as well. That's so funny. Um, yeah. So wow. Decent amount of um, uh, less, uh, of, uh, more obscure locations in this movie. You know? Yeah, that was nice to see all the, the I don't think the we'll, outlying areas. Probably not going to get another movie shot in Aurora or Estacada, <laughs> except for the sequel. Oh, I do want to uh, call out. There was a really um, interesting looking building that was the sheriff station, and that was actually Estacada City Hall. Wait, say that again. The sheriff station? Oh, yeah. Is Estacada City Hall. Oh, funny. It's they the, did, and I don't know if this was uh, still on the Clackamas Sheriff uniform, but the the star badge they had was such a, like, a rounded, chunky star. Have you ever seen that meme that's like a poorly drawn star and it says, I tried, or whatever, <laughs> and it's just, like, all done in MS Paint or whatever? Every time I saw the badge, it looked like that because it was, like, this weirdly rounded, like, child star. I, I didn't notice that. <laughs> I even uh, like the sheriff's outfit was like generic straight out of party city county sheriff yeah uh and it, you know what reminded me of brian is uh suburban sasquatch do you remember oh. the sheriff's costumes in that which was just like brown tape over yes, like some shirt, shirt that they found these uh-huh. were the same ones although this one at least had some some badges on it so that's funny all right well harvest of fear we have nothing to fear except Harvest of Fear itself, and that is now over. So, I can only recommend it if if you're into uh, bad movies for curiosity's sake. Yeah, that were filmed yeah. in Estacada. <laughs> all of those, right? All of those specifications. Then this is the movie for you. So, joining the Estacada City Council and want to get a little history about their. Oh, I know. This movie is the equivalent to. Uh, okay, so here's a uh, analogy. Vernonia incident is to Vernonia oh. as Harvest of Fear is to Estacada. Nice. Well, except it wasn't except local they, hero. And did not make the movie at Estacada. And and they never mention Oregon it, or or Estacada or. They Indian. did have. They did say Clackamas County, but I don't think they ever said. And they did show the close up of the guy's driver's license, right? Which was Oregon driver's license. Um, um, dang it. Obviously, it was supposed to be Devil's Lake. Oh, yeah, that's Devil's right. Lake. The Devil's Lake. Oh, they did have maybe that's. <laughs> I really wish it would have ended with a narrator saying, Y'all come back now. You hear it just about <laughs> did. And maybe that's what I'll play us out to the end here is that so we got that clunky VO at the beginning that lays out the whole movie. Um, oh, here he is winking and smirking at me again. So we'll take you out with the VO at the end uh, of the movie then and whatever plays over the credits. Uh, any other last thoughts? Uh, we'll see everybody at the Portland Podcast Festival. Yes. Indeed. Uh, put on by Fun Employment Radio, where you can also hear this show as well as the Mark and Toddcast. Uh, Brian, if people want to find out about the Unipiper, where can they go? 
Check me out at unipiper.com. Uh, in just about a week's time, I'll be selling off uh, my stolen T-shirts. <laughs> yes, that's right. With all the profits going to Street Roots. Yeah. So uh, check out for that. Uh, we will catch you guys later. Thank you for listening. Devil's Lake. <laughs> a small town not unlike many others. A small town with a past, a present, and a hope for a future. Rare Rabbit done got himself into a pickle. This is so 2004. It really is.